Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, with a vaccine on the horizon, the warning from top officials, the worst days are still ahead, so Americans can't let their guards down. As the U.S. nears 15 million coronavirus cases, governors of New York and California warn hospitals could be overrun. 33 million Californians now under stay-at-home orders, as New York's governor says indoor dining could shut down again. The desperate effort tonight to expand hospital capacity. Nobody who's gone into medicine ever thought they would be providing care in a parking garage. Plus, Great Britain prepares to administer the first vaccine tomorrow. And did the U.S. government pass up the opportunity this summer to buy more doses of the Pfizer vaccine? Worried about the winter holidays, why Dr. Anthony Fauci says Christmas scares him more than Thanksgiving. Plus, what the nation's top infectious disease expert is saying about a national plan to get kids back in the classroom. The safer place to be for the children would be in school. The Biden health team. The president-elect announces the officials who will lead his pandemic response, how Biden hopes to change course on day one. Rudy Giuliani sick. The president's personal lawyer diagnosed with COVID as the president's campaign to overturn the election is dealt two more losses in court. The education pandemic, an increase in failing grades and a decrease in attendance. How schools are trying to avoid the COVID slide. And meet Time Magazine's first kid of the year. She's out to solve the world's problems and she's only 15. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening, and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin with breaking news. The coronavirus is now rocketing across the U.S. so rapidly. More than one million people have been infected in just the past five days, and that is pushing the country past 14.9 million cases. Dr. Anthony Fauci telling CBS News the coming weeks will be even worse, with the U.S. breaking records every day for new cases and deaths. And he says the country hasn't even seen the full brunt of infections from Thanksgiving. Tonight, one model used by the White House says deaths could hit 3,000 a day by mid-January. And as we come on the air, more Americans are hospitalized with COVID right now than ever. And that is pushing medical centers to the edge and forcing states to make some drastic moves to stop the virus from spreading. California's governor, along with several Bay Area counties, have put 33 million people, nearly the entire state, under virtual lockdown. And New York's governor now says if beds keep filling up there, he'll stop restaurants in New York City from serving meals indoors. Now, experts say all of that makes a vaccine one of the country's best hopes for stopping this crisis. We've got some new reporting on that tonight on the vaccine, along with important information for you and your family. And our team of correspondents is standing by to cover it all. CBS's Carter Evans is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Santa Monica, California. Good evening, Carter. Good evening, Nora. California is in crisis. Nearly 33 million people locked down again. Now, normally the promenade here in Santa Monica is very busy. People here are taking significant precautions, but the state says it's just not enough. California hospitals are filling up fast with cases skyrocketing. Tonight, nearly everyone in the state is being ordered to stay home. At the height of holiday shopping, all stores are now limited to 20% capacity. Hotels are being told not to take in tourists, only essential workers. And at restaurants, no indoor or outdoor dining. Without that revenue, Angela Marston says she may have to close her restaurant in the same parking lot a production company legally set up catering for its crew. Tell me that this is dangerous, but right next to me as a slap in my face, this is safe. Tonight, a grim reality. Every hour, the U.S. has seen more than 8,000 new COVID cases and nearly 100 deaths. Dr. Anthony Fauci telling Nora O'Donnell today, the worst is yet to come. The blip from Thanksgiving isn't even here yet. So we're getting those staggering numbers of new cases and hospitalizations before we even feel the full brunt of the Thanksgiving holiday. To illustrate how fast the virus can spread, this map shows cell phone signals of Penn State University students as they traveled Thanksgiving weekend. In Hawaii, a somber gathering at Pearl Harbor to remember the day that will live in infamy when 2,400 died in the attack that launched America into World War II. Nearly the same number of COVID deaths are now reported every day nationwide. In the UK, the vaccine rollout begins tomorrow in more than 50 hospitals in what's being called the biggest health challenge the country has ever faced. Here in the U.S., the FDA could authorize the Pfizer vaccine by the end of the week. Once there's approval, the first shipments could come within 24 hours. Last week, Chicago mourned the death of Lupe Lopez, a longtime 911 dispatcher. Lopez's wife was hospitalized at the time and family members were hopeful she'd return home soon. Maria Lopez died on Saturday, also from COVID. Maria's daughter told the Chicago Tribune she screamed into her pillow so no one would hear her pain. 
Now, the CDC says indoor dining is a key source of COVID spread. And today, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said he will shut down indoor dining in New York City if hospitalizations continue to rise over the next five days. Nora. Carter Evans, thank you. Tonight, doctors and nurses tell CBS News this surge is the worst they've seen since the pandemic began, and they may not be able to care for future patients. Nevada has the highest number of COVID hospitalizations per capita. And tonight, CBS's David Begno shows us how one hospital was forced to take drastic measures. Renowned Health in Reno, Nevada, services one million people, over 100,000 square miles. And now the hospital is in crisis mode. Look at what they have had to resort to. They're putting patients in their parking garage. Our frontline caregivers are seeing things that they never would have imagined. Anthony Slonim is president and CEO of Renown Health. For him, COVID is personal. This condition took my father's life. We couldn't be there for him, but I know as a former ICU doctor that they were there comforting him. On the day that Slonim's father died, the field hospital opened. 265 people have been treated here in just the last three weeks. Nobody who's gone into medicine ever thought they would be providing care in a parking garage. Jacob Keeperman is an ICU doctor at Renown Health. Keeperman had just moved to Reno to start working here and managing the field hospital when he tweeted this picture right before it opened. Some people tweeted that it was fake, and one of those tweets was retweeted by President Trump. Would any hospital want to show that they are operating out of a parking garage if it wasn't real? People's loved ones are dying every day. Since March, more than 2,000 people have died in the state of Nevada from COVID-19. I have not seen anything like this for my, the time that I've been in healthcare. Janet Baum is the field hospital's nursing manager. Never in my wildest nightmares would I ever have thought that we would ever see something that would be killing this many people. Tonight, we made it to Las Vegas, where I just spoke with one of the lead ICU doctors at the main hospital here, and she said they are so extremely busy with some of the sickest COVID patients. You know, about that Reno hospital, I want you to know, they got a lot of other things to do that are more important than letting a news crew in. But Nora, ever since that tweet went out, suggesting that what they were doing was fake and the president retweeted it, they wanted us in there to show you what we saw and to let you know just how real it is. Stunning to think you'd have to get treatment in a garage. David Begno, thank you. Today, Dr. Anthony Fauci said stay-at-home orders are needed to prevent hospitals from being overrun and should last long enough to ensure that everyone who needs life-saving care can get it. We spoke with Dr. Fauci as part of the Milken Institute's Future of Health Summit. We have a baseline of infections that literally is breaking records every day, number of hospitalizations, and numbers of deaths. The numbers are really stunning. You said that Christmas could be even more of a challenge than Thanksgiving. How so? When you look at Thanksgiving, that's a very brief period of time of travel and congregating. When you're talking about Christmas, you go through Christmas and Hanukkah, you go through the week between Christmas and New Year's, and then you have another celebration on New Year's. That extends that vulnerable period by two or three times what you do in Thanksgiving. That's the reason why the Christmas issue bothers me even more than Thanksgiving. We're seeing students struggling with remote learning, more failing grades. Why isn't there some national plan about getting kids back in school? The default position we should have 
is to bring the children back to school. It looks like now that the test positivity of children in school compared to the comparable community is really relatively low. Mm -hmm. So it seems now maybe counterintuitive that the safer place to be for the children would be in school. Do you expect that the vaccine will be like a flu vaccine, meaning you'll have to get a new shot every year? I'm not so sure it'll be every year, but I would be surprised if it gave lifelong immunity the way the measles vaccine does. This is a question from Jan in Arizona who says, will people who have already had the virus be recommended to get the vaccine as well? The answer is yes, because uh, once you get infected with the virus, it isn't certain how long that protection would be. What's your favorite part of the upcoming holiday season? My birthday is Christmas Eve. (laughs) And how will your plans change for Christmas? For the first time in more than 30 years, I'm not spending the Christmas holidays with my daughters. That's how many families are feeling. And coronavirus will likely be the biggest challenge facing President-elect Biden when he takes the oath of office in January. Well, today he revealed the people who will work in his administration to fight COVID. CBS's Nicole Killian with more now on Biden's plan to hit the ground running. Faced with the grim reality of potentially 400,000 dead from coronavirus by the time he takes office next month, President-elect Joe Biden unveiled a health team that he hopes can turn the tide. We will take steps that will change the course of this disease. It features a who's who of scientific and medical experts, including Dr. Anthony Fauci to stay on as chief medical advisor, Dr. Vivek Murthy to reprise his role from the Obama administration as Surgeon General, and Dr. Rochelle Walensky, an infectious disease expert to lead the Centers for Disease Control. We're here to stand up for the right way to do things. One surprise pick, California Attorney General Javier Becerra, who would become the first Latino Health and Human Services Secretary. His nomination comes days after the Congressional Hispanic Caucus pressed the transition for greater representation. Are you satisfied with the president-elect's picks thus far? It's too early to tell. NAACP President Derek Johnson and other civil rights leaders meet with Mr. Biden Tuesday. They want more African-Americans in top cabinet post. For African-Americans, we are often seen for our outputs. Can we turn out the vote? Can we assist to get someone elected? But, But we want to make sure that we are also heard for our input. Tonight, the president-elect told reporters he plans to name his defense secretary nominee Friday. At least two African-Americans are under consideration. Nora? All right, Nicole Killian, thank you. With President Trump's top campaign lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, in the hospital fighting coronavirus and more states certifying their results, there are questions tonight about the future of the president's legal fight to overturn the election. CBS's Paula Reed reports tonight from the White House. President Trump lost the 2020 election, but again today argued falsely that he was cheated out of victory. It was a rigged election. And as the courtroom losses challenging the election continue to mount, his lawyer leading that fight, Rudy Giuliani, ended up in a Washington hospital with COVID. Rudy's doing well. I just spoke to him. He's doing very well. Judges in Michigan and Georgia today both rejected Trump campaign-backed lawsuits trying to overturn the results. Stop the steal! Armed Trump supporters protested outside the home of Michigan's Democratic Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson. Several Georgia election officials have also found themselves under threat. 
continuing to make debunked claims of a stolen election is hurting our state. In part because of President Trump's repeated attacks on them. You got to make sure your Secretary of State knows what the hell he's doing. That Secretary of State, a Republican, recertified the results today after a second recount. We have now counted legally cast ballots three times, and the results remain unchanged. The focus in Georgia is now on two Senate runoffs set for early January that will decide control of the U.S. Senate. Republican Kelly Loeffler, in a debate last night, refused to accept that President Trump had lost the state. President Trump has every right to use every legal recourse available. And Paula Reed joins us from the White House. Paul, I want to ask you about the vaccine portion of this, because there's some reports out there that the White House could have purchased more doses of vaccine but didn't. What do we know? That's right, Nora. The New York Times is reporting that over the summer, Pfizer offered the Trump administration additional doses of the vaccine, but the government declined. And now, reportedly, Pfizer cannot provide those to the U.S. because they've already been allocated to other countries. Now, the White House is pushing back on this report. Pfizer tells CBS News it cannot comment on confidential negotiations. Tomorrow, President Trump is expected to hold a summit to promote the vaccine, but Pfizer is not expected to attend, and neither is Moderna. Nora. Interesting development. Paula Reid, thank you. Turning now to COVID and kids. Today, New York City reopened some schools for in-person learning. There's growing concern that remote learning is not making the grade as a shocking number of children fall behind. We get more now from CBS's Janet Chamlian. Eighth grader Tiago Williams takes all his classes online now. He's gone from an A average to barely passing a few of them. It's kind of hard to pay attention during class when you have to be like in front of a screen 20, like almost the entire day. The 13-year-old is part of a troubling trend, remote learners struggling across the country. It's happening in Florida's Miami-Dade, where the number of high schoolers getting an F has more than doubled. Tiago's district in Houston says 42% of students failed at least one class this fall. A normal year is about 11%. So how hard is this to watch as a parent, you know, to see this slide? Oh, it's very difficult um, because I know he's capable of more. Mm -hmm. And I know under the right circumstances, he would be fine. The educational slide experts say impacting minority, low income and rural children profoundly widening gaps that existed before the pandemic. So we worry that there, there could be widening inequalities that we're not seeing yet with the data, whether that's because they had technology limitations or because they've just fully disengaged from school. For Coretta Fontenot, it's heartbreaking. You know, it, 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 it's a challenge. It's a battle every day. The failure rate of her 160 high school English students is skyrocketing. Last year, let's say I may have had, you know, maybe four or five kids uh, per class failing. This year, it was probably um, almost half. Another calamity of the pandemic as remote learning misses the mark. Janet Shamley and CBS News, Houston. The risk of a lost generation of students. Tonight, many people are without power after a nor'easter blew through New England. Parts of Maine, Massachusetts and New Hampshire got more than a foot of snow and it's still snowing in some places. Tonight, Bob Dylan is tangled up in green. Dylan has sold the rights to his catalog to Universal Music. The deal is estimated to be worth more than $300 million. 
Time magazine puts a 15-year-old on the cover, a scientist who's taking on some of the world's biggest problems. CBS's Adriana Diaz has been following her for years. There are some stories you do, and you know you'll be back for a sequel. In 2017, we introduced you to then 12-year-old Gitanjali Rao. She'd invented a lead testing kit. Imagine living day in and day out, drinking contaminated water with dangerous substances like lead. Inspired by Flint, Michigan. I've never tested my water. That's a big problem. <laughs> we ended that 2017 piece asking, what will she do next? Well, this was next. She was just named Time Magazine's first ever Kid of the Year. This is so beyond exciting. Nothing I could have ever imagined. Now 15 years old, she beat out 5,000 others, not just for the lead testing kit, but she's also created apps to fight cyberbullying and opioid addiction, and she inspires others through workshops. I cannot see a world filled with kindness without science and technology being involved. After a year like 2020, take comfort. Teenage scientist Gitanjali Rao is on the rise. Adriana Diaz, CBS News, Chicago. Tomorrow, we've got an exclusive. Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy discusses the Army's new plan to address sexual assault after our investigation. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car... Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.